Welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for September 9. My name is John Mason. It's great you could join us. Sophisticated, savvy and smart is how many in the great cities on the eastern and western coasts of America have thought of themselves. Enter COVID-19. Tens of thousands have died and the economy is now limping along. Clearly we are not in control of our world. Is there more to life? The theme of my reflection today is talking about God in a troubled world. Let me read some lines from Psalm 149. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, His praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in its Maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their King. Let them praise His name with dancing, making melody to Him with tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in His people. He adorns the humble with victory. Let the faithful exult in glory. Let them sing for joy on their couches. And now as we turn to prayer, let us pray as our Lord Jesus Christ has taught. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Andrew Pearson will now lead us in further prayer. A prayer for peace. God of the nations, whose kingdom rules over all, Have mercy on our broken and divided world. Shed abroad your peace in the hearts of all people and banish from them the spirit that makes for conflict so that all races and people may learn to live as members of one family and in obedience to your laws. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A prayer for everyone in need. O God, creator and preserver of all people, We humbly pray for all sorts and conditions of men and women, that you would be pleased to make your way known to them, your saving power among all nations. Especially we pray for the welfare of your church, that we all may be guided and governed by your good spirit, so that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. We commend to your fatherly goodness all who are in any way afflicted or distressed with any kind of sickness or sorrow, anxiety or need. Lord, we particularly pray for your comfort for those who are grieved by the loss of loved ones at this time. We pray for the ongoing research into a vaccine and cure for COVID-19. We also pray for the many who are out of work. Give wisdom and compassion to leaders, enabling them to facilitate an effective economic recovery, and so provide opportunity for work for everyone. Lord, we also pray for those who are in physical, mental, or emotional danger at this time. Father, may it please you to comfort and relieve them according to their needs, giving them patience in their sufferings, 
and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. All this we ask for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. A reading from Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray for us as well that God will open to us a door for the word, that we may declare the mystery of Christ for which I am in prison, so that I may reveal it clearly as I should. Conduct yourselves wisely toward outsiders, making the most of time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer everyone. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Heraclitus, the 5th century BC Greek philosopher, wrote, Unless you expect the unexpected, you'll never find truth, for it's hard to discover and hard to attain. He was commenting on the creative thinking required to understand the nature and meaning of life. His wise words make a great deal of sense. Many discoveries within science are unexpected. Many of our experiences in life are unexpected. Twelve months ago, no one predicted the rise of a novel coronavirus that would impact lives and livelihoods of millions around the world. COVID-19 has shown us that we are not in control in life and that we should expect the unexpected. Indeed, the discerning will ask, is there more to life? So how should we respond? Come with me to Colossians chapter 4, where Paul writes, Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray for us as well, that God will open to us a door for the word, that we may declare the mystery of Christ, for which I am in prison, so that I may reveal it clearly, as I should. The French philosopher Blaise Pascal once observed, God instituted prayer in order to allow his creatures the dignity of causality. God has made the universe in such a way that we can make an impact with our prayers, within certain limits, of course. It's an amazing thought. God has given himself the discretion to act within his overall plan according to our prayers. Prayer is not just a means of keeping the line of communication with God open. God listens to our prayers and answers them in ways that are for our good. Prayer of itself is not powerful. Prayer is only powerful because we are addressing the all-powerful God. This is why Paul urged the Colossians to be steadfast in prayer. He knew, for example, that effective outreach begins with persevering prayer. To devote ourselves to prayer is to bring our request to God in much the same way that the energetic widow of Jesus' parable did. In this parable in Luke 18, the widow gave her local magistrate no rest until her cause was settled. The first Christians were committed and enthusiastic in their prayer. Humanly speaking, 
is one of the reasons for their terrific success in spreading God's good news. Perhaps Paul's Colossian readers had become apathetic, and that's why he insists, continue steadfastly in prayer. Never give up praying, he is saying. Your prayers may not be answered immediately, but never, never give up. Indeed, the Bible tells us it's God's great passion that people turn to Him. This is a prayer we can be assured that He will answer. Notice also the emphasis on thanksgiving. True prayer can't exist without heartfelt thanks, any more than thanksgiving can exist without prayer. They feed and fuel one another. In this context, Paul wanted the Colossians to pray, not that the doors of his prison might be open, but that opportunities might open for him to declare the mystery of Christ, even while he was in prison. Yet how often do we pray that God will open up doors of gospel opportunity for us? But there's more. Consider what Paul says in verses 5 and 6. Conduct yourselves wisely towards outsiders, making the most of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer everyone. Paul has two pieces of advice for the Colossians and for us about lifestyle and speech. We're all obliged to act wisely and graciously towards people we live and work with. We're to live out the new resurrection life that Paul's been writing about in chapter 3 with wisdom and integrity. We're also to cultivate conversations that are gracious and yet seasoned with salt. So we're not to be bland, insipid and gossipy in our conversations, but rather we're to start doing the unexpected, pushing back against the culture, looking for and even creating opportunities to raise questions about the meaning of life. We can do this over coffee, a meal, or online. And as we do this, we need to be prepared to answer people's questions. With people you know, you might ask, how are you really doing in these troubled times? You might also consider ways you can bring a comment from a book such as John Lennox's Very Readable, Where is God in a Coronavirus World? Remember, our aim is to explore ways to introduce the notion that there is more to life than this material world. You might look for an opportunity to ask, do you think there's anything beyond this life? Friends of mine feel we have only one life to live and we should make the most of it. What do you think? If the response is that there's no future beyond the grave, you could ask, are you sure about that? You could also add, for me, the Christian idea of resurrection has a lot going for it. If their response is that there is a future beyond the grave, you might ask, can we be sure of this? It's worth remembering that Jesus' resurrection is foundational to Christianity. Every sermon recorded in the Acts of the Apostles refers to it. Furthermore, be prepared to tell your own story of faith in no more than three minutes. Begin with a brief account of your life and then focus on two or three unexpected events that led you to faith in Jesus Christ. Because it's your story, it's important. And don't forget, it's worth pointing inquirers to one or two introductory courses. 
Christianity Explored, and Word One-to-One are very good. Above all, continue steadfastly in prayer, perhaps for five friends of yours, that the Lord will provide unexpected opportunities for you to introduce the Lord Jesus Christ, whose love and compassion are far greater than we ever dreamed. Lord Christ, eternal word and light of the Father's glory, send your light and your truth, so that we may both know and proclaim your word of life, to the glory of God the Father, for you now live and reign, God for all eternity. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be with you and remain with you always. Amen. People involved in today's podcast are John Mason, speaker and writer, Andrew Pearson, the Dean and Senior Minister of the Cathedral Church of the Advent, Birmingham, Alabama, Catherine Jacob, a member of the Cathedral Ministry Team, and music is from the Cathedral, under the direction of Dr. Frederick Teardew and Zachary Hicks. Prayers are drawn from an Australian prayer book, 1978, and the Bible readings are from the New Revised Standard Version. Please let us know if you have a question or a comment about this podcast. We'd love to hear from you.